Hey, welcome to the show, guys. I'm really excited because today we're doing something a little different. Uh, I've had requests for shows that I've done in the past that are like this one, so I'm going to do them a little bit more often because I think they're more relatable. Um, not that the other episodes aren't great. A lot of you have said amazing things about some of the more recent episodes that we've had as well where we bring experts on, but a lot of people have requested to have some of my own students come on and talk about their progress and what they've learned and, and how they're doing and even teach a little bit of what they've learned along the way. And today I'm very happy to welcome Melissa Monti, a student in one of my podcasting courses. Actually, she came to San Diego to attend my Power Up Podcasting Fast Track workshop where 15 students came in. We just took a weekend, went through the entire thing. Soon after, she started her podcast called Mind Love. And uh, she had been telling me about her recent success with it and just the amazing conversations she's been having with people. Again, starting really from scratch here. And uh, I wanted to bring her on to talk about what she's learned, what she's up to, how she's progressing. I also offer some help at the end as well as, as well, because now that she has this audience, what what can she do with it? How can she take that to the next step? So we're going to talk about all those things today with Melissa Monti from Mind Love. But first, as always, cue the intro. Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now your host. Both of his self-published books are being published in Poland, Pat Flynn. Now, as you know, I've been in the podcasting space for quite a long time now, and I've had a lot of success with the multiple shows and and episodes and even the courses I've created. Part of my success is due to how particular I've been in the tools that I use, and one of my favorite tools is Buzzsprout. For those of you who are not familiar with Buzzsprout, you need to be, because if you have a podcast or you're looking to start one, Buzzsprout is by far the easiest way to start podcasting, and they're making it even easier. This is a podcast host, and it allows you to get listed on all the top directories, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, et cetera. I use it myself. They've provided advanced stats for us now so that you can track your podcast downloads and understand exactly what things are happening with your show, which is really key, right? Just there's not a lot of data that uh, a lot of tools give us access to, and Buzzsprout is some of the best. They'll even help you build a website for your podcast so your audience can easily find you online and listen to all the episodes right from your site too, even if you don't have a website. On the technical side, this is one of the coolest things I've seen in a while. Through the host, Buzzsprout, you can automatically optimize your audio through their newest feature, Magic Mastering. So Magic Mastering is like an Instagram filter, but for your audio. And it takes the audio you have and just automatically masters it to match the Apple Podcast authoring best practices. It's totally awesome. Just, I love them because not only is it just a super easy tool to use, but I know the team there. They are the sponsor of this episode. And I wanted to make sure you got to know who they are because they're they're a great tool. And if you're just starting out with Buzzsprout, you can actually get a special deal. Their plans start at $12 a month. Buzzsprout is a wonderful partner of mine and, you know, you can actually get 33% more time on your plan, whichever plan you choose, just through this link alone. And that's smartpassiveincome.com slash buzzsprout. And that's a huge deal, 33% extra time on your plan just by going through that link. You can claim that again by going to smartpassiveincome.com slash buzzsprout. Check them out, they're awesome. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me today in session 318 of the Smart Passive Income podcast. My name is Pat Flynn, here to help you make more money, save more time, and help more people too. Helping people is one of my favorite things to do, and over the past year, I've been helping people through some more intensive courses and workshops that I've been putting on, and I'm thankful that most of the students 
are action takers. I mean, that, that I guess that's kind of the people that I attract. That's you guys, Team Flynn. You guys are all action takers, which, which I absolutely love. And uh, we definitely have an action taker on the show today. Her name is Melissa Monty. She attended one of my workshops, and she's doing very well with her podcast. So we talk about the journey, how she got started with all this, what she's into right now, and where things are going to. And hopefully this can inspire you as well, whether you take one of my courses in the future or not, to just take action and do, because you can find yourself through the actions that you take. So here we go. This is Melissa Monty from the Mind Love Podcast and mindlove.com. Here we go. Hey, Melissa, thanks for uh, coming on the podcast. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks so much for inviting me. I'm really excited. No, I'm excited to, to share what you have uh, experienced in life with the audience today. You know, as I was saying earlier before uh, I got you on the call, you know, you were a student at one of my podcasting fast track workshops. And, um, you know, a lot of people just immediately fell in love with who you are and the kind of thing that you wanted to create out of that workshop. And you've created this podcast called the Mind Love Podcast. Can you talk a little bit about kind of who that show is for and what you talk about on that show? Yeah. I mean, originally who the show was for is someone like me. I wanted it to be exactly what I needed. And so basically it's modern mindfulness techniques. I bring on different guests every week and and they just share a little bit about how they've used the power of their mind or a mindset to either overcome or achieve something great that they might not have thought possible before. So we've dived into topics from resilience to uh, human touch and and even cannabis for mindfulness, just different ways to look at things. And so uh, it was it was just important to me f- that I would listen to my own podcast. And given that I'm kind of a podcast snob, I guess <laughs> they've got to be pretty good for me to listen. I do put a lot of work into it. And you've gotten a great response since since creating it. And before we get into kind of the results of starting your podcast and what that's done for you, I'd love to understand. Like, why did you sign up for? And this isn't a call. This isn't a call to help sell this workshop because it only happens a couple times a year. But, um, like, why did you sign up to the workshop to to come and learn how to podcast? It was kind of amazing the timing that I found out about your podcasting workshop. I had been going through your book, Will It Fly, after trying a bunch of other things to make money online and none of them just felt right for me. And so I would get into it and I had experience with digital marketing so I could get results from it or at least start to see the audience grow. But right when it started to, I almost had this feeling of dread, like I don't want to maintain this. And so I would switch to something new. Well, I went through Will It Fly and suddenly it clicked exactly what I wanted to do. And I knew I wanted a podcast People have complimented my voice before, um, and and in Will It Fly, I, I figured out one of my strengths is to f- find a bunch of information from different sources and explain it to people. A bunch of people told me that I was good at that, and I didn't even really see it in myself. And so, I, I thought, a podcast, I don't have to write all the time, I can talk, which you know, it's hard to get me to stop talking sometimes. And so, so that would be perfect. And literally like three days later, I got an email saying that you had a podcasting course and a workshop. And I originally only planned to do the course just for financial reasons, but 
I sat down with my husband and I decided that it would be a really good investment for me to get the hands-on experience to network a little bit with people doing the same thing so that I could have that accountability going forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we definitely kind of formed a family there yourself and, and many of the other attendees. It was pretty a pretty amazing experience. And I think what also helped us all connect was the fact that we were all very kind of open with who we were and where we came from. And you have this incredible story that involves a lot of life experiences. I mean, can you go back to, you know, we'll get again into the podcast and, and what it's done for you. And then a lot of, I do want to dive into like mindset stuff too, which I know uh, you have some expertise in as well, but um, you know, rewinding back to before all of this, like who, who was Melissa and you know, what, what have those experiences taught you that has helped you today? Well, I've always been kind of an overachiever and I had a pretty great life until I hit about 15, age 15, and suddenly I was hit with trauma after trauma, um, from losing people to being assaulted to losing a friend to suicide, all of these things. But I also had a little bit of knowledge on keeping a positive attitude mm-hmm. because my parents had actually gotten sucked into Amway at one point and <laughs> there were was a book club. And so I was reading the five love languages and things like that. And, and so I just tried to overcome it and, and be positive in spite of these things. But what ended up happening is that since I was ignoring a lot of the grief and a lot of my own trauma, and because of that, it was manifesting itself in other ways in my life. So I ended up uh, developing a very dangerous eating disorder I was bulimic for eight years. It was my most shameful secret. But there was a lot of other stuff too, a lot of bad, dangerous habits that I was developing, but just covering up and and being the life of the party or being the one people wanted to be around. And finally, I... I remember just laying in bed and being so hungover one morning and, and being in just a crowd of people that I didn't really know if they cared about me or anything like that. And, and just hearing this little voice that said, get up. (laughs) And so I got up and I, I started to go back to some of those books that originally inspired me. And I started reading all the time. I read hundreds of books from Think and Grow Rich to um, The Secret and all of those law of attraction and business books and things like that. But I wasn't making enough life changes for it to make a huge difference. And so I I kept sinking, actually. I even um, landed in jail for an ex-boyfriend's crime that I sat out for a while because I didn't want to tell my parents since my stepdad was a police officer and my mom worked at a church. Asking to be bailed out of jail was not (laughs) something that Mm -hmm. I felt comfortable doing. And and I just knew I, I had a lot of work to do. And so I joined yoga, uh, did yoga teacher training, started to focus on, you know, those six people that you hang out with is who you are going to be. And, and, and slowly but surely, these little magical things started happening in my life. Nothing huge, but for me, it was a whole different energy. Like, I, it's even hard to explain, but things just started working out. I ended up meeting my husband sort of serendipitously and he was on that same path of just self-improvement. And once I had that in my life, somebody to bounce ideas off of, somebody to lift me up when I was down, my growth just became exponential. And uh, yeah, and that's when I really started to dive into more business ideas um, 
And follow. I was following your podcast. I, I tried some affiliate marketing sites, travel blogging, and um, those were the ones I didn't really want to maintain. It's like, okay, my first affiliate site was called Gift for Gifts for Teen Boys. I was like, I don't even know if I like teen boys. <laughs> <laughs> and then travel blogging. I was like, I don't like writing about travel, and I don't know how much I like writing. And so, um, yeah. And then, and then, will it fly? Kind of was when my big aha moment came. And I decided on the podcast. I love it. And the podcast now, I mean, you just released it uh, a few months back. Uh, what's, it, what's it been doing for you? Oh my gosh, I can't even explain how happy it makes me. I, I said to my husband like a month ago, this sounds super cheesy, but I w- we were dancing in our living room and I, and I was like, you know, I didn't think it was possible to love you more, but now that I am now that I'm doing all of these things that I love and excited to wake up in the morning, I have so much more love to give for all these other areas in my life. And so, uh, yeah, in December, I launched December 5th. And if all goes well, if I'm, if I keep the growth or actually if I just maintain what my average download numbers are now, then I'm on track to hit my first 10,000 download month. 10,000 in a single month. Yes. That's awesome. So there, so what does that mean to you that every single month you have, and I'm sure it's, you know, there's, there's crossover between episodes, but I mean, you have 10,000 moments where a person or, or the same person is listening to you and, and you're telling these stories, you're helping them, you know, through their life, uh, you know, you're helping your younger self essentially. I mean, what does that mean to you? It means a lot. Like these are things, the things that I share are highly curated. I, I handpick who I want or the topics that I want on my show. And then I find the people that I think will deliver that the best. And so every single topic has been personal to me so far. And I have already received close to, I think the last time I counted was 37 different emails or tweets from people that I didn't ask for. Just saying that I've touched their life in one way or another, which is That's really, awesome. really cool to to get. But it's it's weird because before, when I was trying these businesses, I was like, okay, well, this domain has the exact keyword phrase, this will make money the fastest, or this will allow me to travel for free, or this will, will bring money this way. And now I, I want to make money so that I can maintain what I'm doing instead of doing what I'm doing so that I can make money, which is a really weird feeling that I've never <laughs> felt before. Yeah. So you've kind of become in the eyes of your, or the ears, excuse me, of your listeners, you know, their favorite. And I think that's really important when it comes to without whatever content platform you choose, blogging, podcasting, video, you can be somebody's favorite. And I think like, d- d- had you ever thought that that might happen to you? You know, not in a concrete way. Since I was young, I had this feeling that I was going to be very successful. And so that's what's driven me. I remember my grandmother telling me when I was like four years old that I was going to be a millionaire. And with as many cousins that I have, and knowing she only said that to me, or at least that's what I think. <laughs> I, I just knew I, I needed to go on the entrepreneur path. And so, um, yeah, I... I did know something big was going to happen with my life, but it almost seemed like the further along I got, the more confused I became for a really long time. And the more difficult it was for me to figure out exactly what that plan was going to be. And so then when I started to focus on 
like the, what I loved doing instead of putting so much pressure on exactly how to get there and exactly how to make money, then now things are lining up and opportunities are opening up. And there's still a lot of questions that I have or how I'm going to monetize, how I'm going, what I'm going to do next. But my end goal is I do want to, I want to speak in front of large crowds. I want to have retreats, transformational retreats, but I'm open to what happens in between. And so I'm just hoping that things start falling in line just as they have been. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised that if you were to kind of create a retreat, even a small one, just to kind of experiment with sooner than later, that you would actually have people sign up right now for it based on what you've created. You know, that's a good idea. And it might be what I start working on <laughs> once this call's over. Awesome. Well, we'll talk more about kind of monetization because I know a lot of people are building audiences. They are somebody's favorite. They just don't know what to do with it. And I love that we're having this conversation like right in the middle as all this is happening and i'd love to you know obviously get updates from you later on and you know you and i always chat and we stay connected anyway in the in the groups and such but i think everybody else listening right now hopefully is starting to get inspired by the fact that a uh, melissa here took action and she's seeing results and now we're kind of continuing to level up but also i think it's very realistic that you know she had a couple iterations that you know didn't work and and, and you kind of have to to find yourself a little bit. Do you have any advice for people out there, Melissa? Because I know you talk to others about this as well in terms of like finding yourself and kind of where your happy zone is. Like how, how do you even begin to understand where to look for that or, or what to try? I think you have to really put in the work. For me, because I was such an avid reader, a part of me was like, well, I learned about this, which means it's happening inside <laughs> instead of actually taking the steps to do anything about it. And so it was actually, I feel like I'm the poster child for will it fly right now, but it really did change a lot of things because I had to write down what I wanted to do in my day to day, which wasn't really something I thought of, for example, when I was doing a travel blog, like, um, I didn't, I didn't really consider the fact that, okay, well, I love to travel, but my travel is going to be essentially ruined because I'm going to be focusing so much on the photos and, <laughs> and having to write afterwards when I just want to go have a nice dinner and a glass of wine. <laughs> so, um, so really focusing on what I wanted to do in my day and then what value I wanted to bring. And instead of just deciding, oh, well, it would be great to be known for this, figuring out what value I was already bringing in people's lives and then expanding on that was a huge game changer for me. Like I didn't realize that people thought I was good at explaining things at all until I did the shark bait test from that book. <laughs> and so, so I, I wrote to my mom, my old roommate, uh, people I had worked with before somebody from my co-working space that I had helped with his pitch deck people from all different avenues of knowing me. And I, I asked them what I was good at. And, and there were a lot of things that overlapped that I didn't see in myself. And so I think it can be easy to get into your own bubble of, Oh, this is what I'm known for. This is who I am and not really see what other people see in you. And so I was already telling people the things that had changed my life and things that I had that had helped me dig out of certain ditches that I had gotten myself into. And I was sharing that a lot for free, but it came so naturally that I wasn't considering that to be 
what I should do with my life. Mm-hmm. So I think putting in the work and then, and then really figuring out like those day-to-day things and, and what you're already good at is a, is a good place to start. Love that. Well, thank you for sharing all of that with us. I think it's again, another, um, you know, this is like, like I've had a lot of requests to have students of mine on the podcast and, and, and you're a prime example of somebody who's not just an action taker, but somebody who is my ideal student in terms of somebody who really cares and somebody who's, 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 who's in it for reasons more than themselves. Cause, cause you're here, you're helping a lot of people and you're getting these emails now. What's, who's been one of your favorite guests on your podcast and, and what did you learn from them? I have a guest that's going to be coming up soon named Leanna, and she was a dancer that uh, she moved her body all the time. She was a dancer, an actress, and and she was on a, a date. It was a new relationship. She climbed a tree, and the tree branch broke. She fell 30 feet and is now paralyzed from the waist down. And so she was sharing with me basically how instead of destroying her life, it actually lit everything in her life up and things started changing for the better. And even though there's so many things that are super difficult for her, like she, like childbirth, (laughs) she had a, she, she got married, she has a child and there's a lot of difficulties that come with that. But now her income is, she says 10,000 times more than it was before. And she's happier than she's ever been. And so her mission is now to share share that with other people. And my second favorite guest was a woman named Cheryl Hunter who was abducted in in France when she was younger. She was trying to be a model, was abducted by two men who said they could make her a model and kept for days and then left for dead. And so she teaches resilience. So those were some two of the really powerful stories that I've had on. But I also mix it up with some fun guests too. Like I had a professional cuddler who makes her money from cuddling, <laughs> talking about the hum- the powers of human touch. And uh, and last episode was cannabis for mindfulness. So so it, it's not always so serious, but... Um, yeah, it's hard to pick a favorite guest, but those are the first that come to mind. So having this platform now, how is it helping you with your mission? Um, and, and what is your mission? My mission is to help people to realize their own power. I think I was in a victim mentality for a lot of my life and and not so obviously. I think people think of... Uh, a particular image when they think of victim mentality. And I never really considered myself that, but I, I was, I, I was a victim of my circumstances and I was letting, I was letting my life unfold in ways that I didn't want it to. And, and just imagining that I was going to make the changes later. And now I, I kind of stepped out of that bubble and I've, and I realized that it just takes taking a little bit of action, even if there are so many questions. And so whether it's overcoming trauma or finally finding your dreams or taking that next step, it really takes the action, not just learning about it. And so every episode I do leave people with with an action item of something that they can actually do in their lives, mm-hmm. whether it's a meditation technique or a way to look at something. And and I really think it's my mission to help 
help empower people with things like that. And how is the podcast uh, serving you in doing that? It's it's this amazing platform where where I feel like I'm just talking to new friends. That's another really awesome thing about podcasting is I'm able to reach out to these people that have inspired me and they have a reason to respond back instead of just sending fan mail or, oh, hey, I really loved your talk on this. Now Mm -hmm. I have this other value to bring. And so that's been really exciting also because I have this arsenal of all these really awesome people who are doing amazing things and who are already where I want to be. And one of the things that I learned along the way is to surround yourself with those people that are doing what you want to do and are where you want to be. And my guests are all those people. And so every week is a new opportunity to bring one other person into that. And then I think that's infectious for people. It's, it's contagious where I do have a lot of passion with each episode and it's hard to hide. It's not fake. It's exactly what I want to be doing right then. And then and then it's just this easy way to share it with people, just get it out there. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, I have I have been overwhelmed with the responses that I've gotten. It's it's really cool and I honestly didn't think it was going to be that fast. I had a goal to hit 20,000 total downloads. I thought it was going to take eight months. I just kind of threw that out there and I'm pretty sure it's going to take like four and a half. So, um, yeah, it's, it happens really fast. I think when you have the passion, that's awesome. What are some of the struggles that you've had kind of going down this new path? Uh, I mean, going, coming to the workshop was quite an investment and, you know, I'm sure there were moments when, and correct me if I'm wrong, when you're like, well, is, is this actually the right thing I should do? Or kind of tell me your feelings as you've been going and some of the struggles you've been having, if any. You know, I didn't regret the workshop at any moment. It, my whole life, I've been doing things in a way where I would do them almost secretively, which ended up leaving me with no accountability. And I think a lot of it was because I was afraid that I was going to fail. And so I didn't want to share with people the things that I was doing until it was already awesome, which means that I did a lot of things that people never even knew about. But the workshop was one of those first things where I was like, nope, I'm breaking this habit. And so then I was surrounded by a bunch of people that were doing the same things. And from day one, like you said, it was almost like this little family. We all got really close. We shared a lot of things. There were tears shed. (laughs) And, and, uh, and then there was just this little private group that I could reach out to with anything. And I didn't even realize until then how much I thrive on accountability. Like those small wins that I get to share, I get so excited. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, just a few more downloads until I can share that I just hit the 5,000 mark or something like that. And, and it really, really drives me. So that was always that I always knew that that was a good decision. But then I, it was almost addicting and I wanted to join other groups for accountability. So for a while, I joined too many. <laughs> there was just, it was too much to keep up with. And so then I had to narrow back down. Um, I, I do get really enthusiastic and then just dive in. I'm like, oh, spreading value everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that that was a minor hiccup, but I, I came back out of that pretty fast. And, and then other things, there's things I, I guess I've tried that didn't really um, work out quite as well. But then 
more so than not, things were working out. So there hasn't been a lot of, of downsides to it. It is a big time commitment. I edit mine a little bit differently than others. I do kind of NPR style sound design to it. So there's music and sound effects when Mm -hmm. people are telling stories, which was a decision I had to make, but, uh, I did it for a reason. I think it fits my personality. And so I'm okay with it. And, And that's still fun too, for me. So my next challenge is going to be trying to figure out what to outsource and, and which parts that I still want to do and which which parts I can trust somebody else to do for me. Mm. Yeah, that's a tough decision because I remember, I mean, I did my podcast all myself, including the graphics and everything, the editing of the show, the posting of the show to the server, to publishing and on the show notes. It was all me for six years and I loved it. It was, it was one of my favorite things to do, Melissa, and I still miss it, but I don't miss the new five i mean i have an extra five hours a week now that i've gotten as a result of that to spend doing other things or being with other people and so you know i would recommend that as you begin to start outsourcing things like you you don't have to outsource everything all at once um you can outsource parts of it and uh, for somebody like myself who really loved the process just kind of letting go a little bit at a time was was really helpful so perhaps there are some things that you can do that you know somebody else can start off with and then then you kind of get addicted to it and i've been looking at more and more things to, to hand off and now i'm at a point now where all i'm doing is recording building relationships having conversations and then just putting those into dropbox and everything just kind of magically happens now which is you know where, where i want eventually all my students to go but i think it's important to start out doing it on your own i think i think you appreciate the art of podcasting a little bit more when you do that um, is there is there anything else I can help you with before we finish up here? I think again, this, thank you for your time today and for being inspiring and for being a, a, a star student and sharing with everybody else like what happens when you take action, what could happen. Um, what else is on your mind that I can help you with before we finish up? If if anything. Well, I guess my next step, also other than outsourcing, is is monetizing eventually. And so I've been going back and forth with creating my own digital products, physical products, or just starting out with affiliate marketing. What would you suggest? I would suggest that don't start with the product in mind first. I would start with the community that you're building right now. Um, That's the one challenge with podcasting versus something like YouTube. YouTube, I've learned recently as a lot of people know I've been going pretty heavy on YouTube, still obviously sticking around and actually going even more into podcasting now too. Um, just the blogging has been the thing that's kind of, I've had to sacrifice a little bit, which is okay. I mean, we're still creating written content from the podcast episodes and from the video content. But the one thing about YouTube that's really great is is the engagement and the ability to interact with the viewers, like just right there on that platform. That's something that's a lot harder to do on the podcast. And I'm sure you're doing this, but you're, um, you know, getting people on your website, mindlove.com. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And then you're, you're hopefully getting an email list set up. And what I would do is utilize that email list to start finding the people who want to have even more conversations with you because those become your super fans. Those become your golden, you know, p- people who can teach you what you should do next because those are the people who you want to serve. So I wouldn't start with, well, maybe I want to start with affiliate marketing. Maybe I want to start with, you know, I just want to make money. That's great. I think it's really important to do that actually. But Start with the community that you're building because then you can give them what they need. And as a byproduct of that, you're able to make money. So what I would do is start to perhaps have conversations. Uh, I don't know if you've been doing this yet, but I do this every single month with 
random people on my email list. I have 10 Skype conversations or phone calls with 10 random people on my email list of 200,000 every single month because those conversations turn into real life things that I'm thinking about, the pains that they're going through and those struggles or the the wish list that they, that they have. It's coming from a real person instead of like this avatar that we kind of have to go through this exercise of making up sometimes. So I would challenge you to see if you can get on the phone or on a Skype call with maybe within the next month, you know, three to five of your audience and just ask them what else you can do to serve them. That will give you some sort of direction and whether that becomes a way to serve them in a free way or a, a premium way, it doesn't matter. You're learning more about them and those products and the events and all that stuff is, is going to happen as a result of that. Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally does. And I think that'll be a great segue into it because I did implement Bonjoro last oh, nice. week. And so it's been really cool because I actually just launched my email list two weeks ago and I already have 150 emails, which was kind of surprising, but I, I did launch the text to sign up mm-hmm. and that has been seeing really good results because people are already on the go with podcasts a lot of the times. Nice. And so, and so then I send a Bonjoro to my new people and I've been getting a lot of responses. And so in the Bonjoro, I do ask if there's anything else, any questions or feedbacks and what they like about the show. I, tr- I kind of ask a different question um, with each person and mm-hmm. I've been getting a lot of really specific feedback. So it would be, awesome. I think it'll be easy to segue that into a Skype call. So thanks for that. Yeah, no, I, and, and great job on the Bonjoro. You know, a lot of people have heard me talk about Bonjoro, um, like in episode 310, where I talk about surprising and delighting your audience, um, or I think it was 310. But um, I use it for my new customers. Um, but you at the start or anybody at the start can use it as well to send the video to your new email subscribers because you can you can link it to most email service providers like ConvertKit and imagine a person signing it like listening like imagine imagine the the path here that a person is taking right they find you on the podcast in some way shape or form and they listen to you they love what you're saying they are building a relationship with you through that time they come to your website and you know they get something perhaps in return for their email or or maybe not and after that you send them a video and to me that's just like wow like this is i just listened to melissa now she's talking to me like this is incredible and this this is you're setting yourself up for some big success here melissa um whether you want to do events or products or both or whatever like you are doing the right things to establish that relationship and the fact that you are there to help by very simply using automation in a way that still allows you to be personable and I think that's super smart. So congratulations. I think I think this is going to be awesome. And I cannot wait to catch up with you again in, in a few months just to kind of see where you're at. Or, you know, please continue to share wins in the group because that's super inspiring. Um, just well done, Melissa. I think I think that's great. And you're on the right path. Well, thank you so much. I really couldn't have done it without you, <laughs> like all of your little courses and following you after a few years. So, uh, yeah, it's been really, really helpful. Thank awesome. you. Well, hey, where can people go and listen to you and and find more from you, Melissa? You can find me on my website at mindlove.com or search for Mindlove in any of your favorite podcast platforms. Awesome. Well done, Melissa. Thank you so much. I I feel like a proud uh, teacher and and, and parent kind of thing like going on here because you're you're just doing all the right things. So um, well done. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. We'll catch up soon, all right? Bye. 
All right, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Melissa. You can find her again at mindlove.com and also mindlove on iTunes or wherever you're listening to podcasts. And I'm just thankful that she took the course and took action. And uh, you can too. If you actually want to get started with a podcast of your own, you can go to howtostartapodcast.com. That's actually a free three-day, 72-hour just training course, free to walk you through the process of how to get up and running and how to get started. I do mention my premium course uh, within that, just you know, just full disclosure, in case it's something that you're like, yeah, I really want to go deep into this. I want to fully commit to it and I want to learn all the marketing uh, aspects of getting a podcast out there so you can have listeners even on day one. I'll teach you how to do that. But if you just want to confidently on your own, set it up. You can go through howtostartapodcast.com and you can set it up from there. Um, Melissa, thank you so much for your time today. I look forward to checking in with you about your progress and for all the students of all the SPA courses from Smart From Scratch to the one two three Affiliate Marketing to Power Up Podcasting and more. Just, I love you guys. Thank you for trusting me with helping you. And uh, I get literally emails every single day with new wins from everybody and in the Facebook community centers that we have. It's just, it's just amazing. I feel so stoked that um, I got out of my head and I started producing online courses, something that I was just very afraid to do over the last uh, number of years. And in 2016, I finally said, you know what? I know I can help people more. There are people who want to go deeper, who I can help and hold their hand through this process. And I'm just so thankful that I'm able to attract people who actually do take action like Melissa. So if you're an action taker too, and you want to get your podcast up, you can do it for free. All you have to do is go to howtostartapodcast.com. And again, make sure you subscribe to this show if you haven't already, because we got a lot of great stuff coming your way. Hey, so over the past couple of years, I've been promoting some online courses and a lot of people have been asking me what tools I've been using to create those online courses. There's a lot of options out there and, and a lot of them are great, but the one that I use is Teachable. A lot of you have heard me talk about Teachable before. Uh, Anker, the CEO, has been on the show before. Um, I'm an advisor for this company as well and an affiliate and it's just so easy to use. So if you have information that you wanna share and package it into modules and lessons and steps for your audience, an online course is a great way to add a lot of value to the teaching process, and it's something that people will pay for. I mean, I've made over a million dollars in sales in online courses in 2017, and we're on track to do even better this year. And I wanna tell you about Teachable because it is such an amazing platform. It's so easy to use, literally just plug and play and you're in. Uh, they host the videos themselves through Wistia, which is in and of itself a very expensive thing that you know they're basically allowing you to use their Wistia account. Uh, it's just It just makes sense if you have a course that you wanna build to use Teachable. So if you wanna get involved with Teachable, they also have some bonuses that they're gonna offer. If you go through this link, if you go to teachable.com slash pat, very simple, teachable.com slash pat, they'll hook you up, they'll give you those goodies. And if you have any questions about that, let me know because it is a tool that I use now in my business as it's helped me earn a lot more money through the selling of information in a well-packaged online course for those who wanna get deeper with me. And so one more time, teachable.com slash Pat. Appreciate you and I look forward to serving you in the next episode. Cheers, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Smart Passive Income Podcast at www.smartpassiveincome.com. 